everyone. Welcome back to Who's There. I'm your host, as always, Allison. If you're new here, thank you for joining us. This is a podcast where I talk to a new horror fan every week because I hope to destigmatize what it means to be a horror movie fan. Because most of us are just regular people who like the adrenaline rush of being scared for some reason. And here we delve into those reasons. This week, I'm excited to share my chat with Alex, the editor of the horror review blog Chiller Pop. He tells me his very unique favorite subgenre in horror, the sequel that he'll defend to the death, which I always appreciate as someone who loves some very unpopular horror movies, and how he's been chasing that feeling of being scared ever since he first saw The Exorcist as a kid. Lastly, before we get into the show, I just wanted to say if you want to join the community over on Patreon, click the link in the show notes, and for only $3 a month, you'll get access to early episodes, stickers, a monthly newsletter, and more. And you can also sign up for the monthly newsletter over in the links in our Instagram. As always, please take a second to rate and review us wherever you listen, and let's get into my conversation with Alex. Hey, Alex, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for being here. Do you want to tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Sure. Yeah. My, so my name is Alex. I blog at chillerpop.com. It's a horror movie blog. I've been a lot, lifelong horror fan and also an aspiring horror writer. So Awesome. No, no professional credits as of yet. <laughs> yeah, me neither. So that's fine. So first things first, what's your favorite scary movie? You know... I was trying to racking my brain, trying to figure out if I had an answer other than The Exorcist, and it's The Exorcist. So, okay, awesome. Why that. The Exorcist? It really is a movie, and I, it, it's funny because I speak to a lot of people who are saying, oh, it wasn't really scary, it was boring, it was long, et cetera, et cetera. And I know a lot of people that feel that way, and that's perfectly valid, but it really, I think it caught me at the right place in the right time where it terrified me. And I didn't grow up religious, but it just was something that that for a year, I just could not sleep without a light on. It was it was crazy. Oh, my goodness. Did you get to see it in its original theatrical release or did you see it later and on VHS? No, no. And in fact, what happened was it was showing on CBS. CBS would air it like about once a year. So it, 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 even the most controversial parts were cut out, but it was still something that there was something in it that just just unnerved me so much. Oh, that's so interesting. <laughs> I saw it during the pandemic for the first time. So yeah. and I I think it was too late. So I think I had just seen much scarier. So I think sure. that's why it didn't affect me as much. How old were you when you first saw it? I was 12 years old. And, you know, we didn't grow I didn't grow up especially religious. So it wasn't really even that angle. Although, you know, you're, we're talking about the early 80s. So there was enough satanic panic in the air <laughs> that... It, it, it got me that way, too. Yeah. How did you first fall in love with the horror genre? Ah, well, this is a long story. So sit <laughs> so in circa 19... I'm even going to put years on this. Circa 1977-78, I was in second grade. I was living in Barcelona, Spain. And at that time, there were, you know three national channels, right? That nobody was kind of curating their own content or streaming or anything. So, so, you know, three national channels. There was one night where they were showing what I now know to be as House of Wax with Vincent Price, 1953. You know, they, they, they aired the commercial and I was, you know, my eyes flew wide open. I said, oh, mom, dad, I want to see that. My mom was like, 
You can't see that. If you watch that, you're going to have nightmares. So what did I do? Of course, I sat down and I watched it. <laughs> and I, you know, that night I was, you know, I came into my parents' room and I started, I'm scared. My mom was so pissed off. But what happened the next day is at school, at recess, every kid had seen the movie, right? They all saw either the commercial, they saw the movie. And at recess, we all got together and we were talking about it in these excited hush whispers. We were just like, we were talking about monsters and scary things. And it brought us all together as little kids in this like big electric current of excitement and fun. I mean, even though it was scary, it was fun. And I feel like in some way I've been chasing that feeling ever since. Yeah, that's a fun story. That kind of leads into my next question, which we would often be called kind of crazy for chasing that feeling. So why do you think that people who seem perfectly sane love the horror genre? That's a good question. I don't know. First of all, I don't know that I qualify to speak for sane people, but I don't know if you know the writer Mitch Horowitz. Okay, so he's a writer that writes a lot about not just like self-help and and sort of what, what they call new thoughts, but he also writes a lot about cultism. And he's been a guest on a couple of shows about horror movies. Essentially what he once said, and I think this was over a Twitter conversation, is he said that horror fans are people that seek they're seekers, right? And I think there's something to that statement that horror people are are seekers. We're we're interested in fundamentally, I think we're interested in mysteries, whether even if it's not a supernatural horror movie, we're still interested in the whys in the house. We're looking for some kind of a of an answer. So I don't know. I think that that's really why you will find a lot of, what, believe it or not, well-adjusted horror fans. <laughs> I love that. That's so interesting. So when you were 12, The Exorcist scared you. What scares you today in horror movies? Yeah, that's a good question. I also think that one of the best subgenres of horror movies are home invasion horror movies. Because I think the most effective horror movie will make you, will leave you afraid of your own house, you know, wondering, was that the fridge or was that somebody breaking in, right? <laughs> so I think it's that invasion of what's supposed to be your safest place is is always pretty effective in a horror movie. Awesome. So is that your favorite subgenre in horror? Not necessarily. I do I do like a lot of home invasion horror movies. I think my favorite subgenre really is that large umbrella of supernatural slash occult slash religious horror. However, I am gonna shout out the made for TV horror movie subgenre. And I, I don't even know if that qualifies as a subgenre, but you know, again, like growing up in the 80s, you kind of had to sort of work hard for your horror, if that makes sense. So I had to, I, I, I was obsessed with scouring the TV guide, seeing like if there were going to be any horror movies. And you'd come across a lot of these made for TV movies that were just kind of rashy treats, you know, like they, they'd be, you wouldn't necessarily find them scary, but they would be weird. They'd be really lurid. They'd have great titles like Devil Dog, Hound of Hell, or what's in the, the Freeway Fiddler, which was about a serial killer who liked to chase his victims down with a big truck. <laughs> and, you know, Wes Craven did two made-for-TV horror movies that were great. So, yeah, so I'm going to shout out the made-for-TV horror oh, subgenre. <laughs> That's awesome. I've I, No one's ever said that before, and I didn't know that Wes Craven ever directed any made-for-TV horror, so I'll have to go look those up. After. Yeah, and one of them, one of them starts Susan Lucci mm. from General Hospital. I think 
that was her soap opera. And then one of them had Linda Blair in it. Mm, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so on the flip side, what would you say is your least favorite subgenre? Good question. I would probably say the rape revenge subgenre because that's, you know, I've, I've seen a couple of those movies and it's nothing I really want to revisit. I understand, you know, I listen to a lot of different podcasts that sort of do, you know, they, have, they take a scholarly angle on horror movies. They kind of examine what they mean sociologically, et cetera, et cetera. So I did, you know, I listened to one of those and I said, okay, you know what? I'm prepared for this. Let's see what some of these are about. And, you know, I watched them and I, I think that's not anything that I really have a desire to revisit. Understandable. Do you have any favorite horror directors? Yeah. You know, I think the masters are the masters for a reason. So Carpenter, Wes Craven. I really love Toby Hooper's movies on, on a more modern kind of angle. I love Jordan Peele, Ty West. I wish we could see more from Karen Kusama. Yeah. You know, the invitation was awesome. And I just, I feel like I haven't seen a lot much more from her. I don't know if you know of any, any good ones from her. Didn't see, she do Jennifer's body? Yes. Jennifer's body. Yep. And see, that felt like a long gap from there to the invitation. Cause I, I, I can't think of other, other movies besides that one. Yeah, she did. I'm looking at her at her IMDb. She's done a lot of TV. So she did an episode of Yellow Jackets and Dead Ringers, okay. the remake of that. So yeah, hopefully yeah. we'll get another another movie from her soon. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so like you said in the beginning, you run a blog called Chiller Pop. Can you tell everyone about it? Sure. It's just a blog that I keep where I write down a whole bunch of thoughts on a whole bunch of different horror movies. <laughs> and it's, it's only a passion project, but it, it's been a lot of fun. I've, I found a big community of horror fans through it, and it's what I do. Awesome. What inspired you to start writing it? Basically, just to have somewhere to get my thoughts out on these things. Because, you know, even, even the few horror friends that I did have, they don't go in deep, right? You know, they're like, oh yeah, I saw Scream, it was fun. Yeah, great. But you don't understand, there's this, there's this part of it, and then and there's a, like five million other movies. Did you like that? I mean, did you like it? So, you know, I said, like, you know what? I need to just <laughs> chill and get this all out on a blog. Awesome. Where have you found your horror community online? Yeah, so through the blog, I've met a lot of people on Facebook, obviously oh. the former Twitter, I still sit here, you know. Yeah, so that, those have been the places, pretty much. Awesome. If you could see one horror movie on the big screen with an audience, which one would it be? Oh, gosh, that's a good question. Big screen with an audience. I might say probably the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Why that one? I think that just had a lot of visual, just like a lot of really visual power. You know, I first saw it on VHS and it was, you know, it's great. It's amazing. But I think on a big screen, what I really would really love is to see it on a big screen without ever having seen it before and just, you know, having my knock socked off that way. <laughs> Definitely. We kind of touched on this already a little bit, I think, but are there any horror movies that you won't watch or that you won't watch ever again? Yeah, so, you know, like I said, a lot of the Rape Revenge movies, you know, it's, I watched some of the new French Extremity movies. I, I wouldn't say I would never see them again, but I don't know if you've, you know, there's one called Irreversible. I haven't seen a, it. I don't really want to watch it. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> I would say probably that one. You know, I, I would never say I won't watch Martyrs ever again. That's a tough watch too, but I think that movie kind of, so it holds its own thematically, 
So I, I would never say never on, on murders. Yeah, I've seen that once. It was it was a lot. It was very intense. I probably won't watch it again, but I understand why somebody would want to rewatch it because there's a lot going on. Yeah, totally agree. <laughs> Have you ever had any noteworthy experiences seeing a horror movie in theaters? Yeah, the one that I can remember best is, and this is going to be sound totally ridiculous, but I was in Louisiana when Freddy versus Jason came out. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I went with a whole bunch of friends to a little theater. This was the first time I've ever been to a theater that would serve drinks. <laughs> so they had these really, you know, sugary, really bad daiquiris and margaritas. <laughs> and we just, we took them in, we, we sat down. The entire audience was like teenagers, young, young, young kids. And usually I'm very uptight when I'm in a movie theater. I'm no talking. Horror is serious, damn it. No talking in the horror movie. But I, I decided, you know what, I'm gonna embrace this and have a great time. And we did. The audience was really fun. We were all yelling at the screen. The movie isn't, isn't very great, obviously, but the experience of just being there, being around a whole bunch of young kids having fun and and talking to the screen and, you know, having daiquiris, that, that, that's really my most memorable horror movie experience. Oh, that sounds fun. It's always good when you have a really good audience yeah. for, for a movie. I did see Freddy vs. Jason in theaters when, in 2000, was it nine-ish? I feel like it was four, oh, four or five, maybe. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I had never seen A Nightmare on Elm Street or Friday the 13th movie before so I had no idea what I was getting into <laughs> what did you think I remember not really liking it that much and now I've learned that the opinion is that it's not a very good movie so I was probably right <laughs> yeah I mean, as long as you can have fun with it yeah that's not a type of movie that you should take very seriously right so. <laughs> so we're recording in the week between Christmas and New Year's. 2023 is done. We have no new horror releases. What has been your favorite horror movie that you've seen in 2023? I think it's been Talk to Me. I thought that was, it was, it was a great story. I was really involved with the characters. Genuinely frightening moments. And a very original take on the possession genre, right? Yeah, definitely. I thought it was interesting. It's not... It's a possession movie that's not terribly religious. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was fascinating. It was, you know, heartbreaking. I, I really, I, I loved Talk to Me. So I think that's probably my favorite of 2023. Awesome. What horror movie are you most looking forward to seeing in 2024? <laughs> so this is terrible, but apparently there's a shelved, or it's been shelved for a while, prequel to The Omen. Yes, I've heard about that. Yeah, which I, if, I, I think it's scheduled to be released next year. And when I get into one franchise, let's say, or one iconic horror movie, I like to go deep and get into all the sequels, prequels, spinoffs, et cetera, et cetera. And so I'm looking forward to see what they do with that one. Nice. Because I do think that there is a story there, right? Yeah. What do what do you think the story is going to be? So if I'm, you know, the omen kind of revolved around this, this cult setting up the birth of the Antichrist. So I'm wondering if this is going to be about these people and what they're doing, why they're doing it, who's going to be there to try and stop them. And we know that they're, they're not going to succeed. 
but <laughs> it's a, it's an interesting story. So I, I, I want to see what that looks like. Yeah, that should definitely be interesting. I've only ever seen the remake of The Omen, which was fine. But yeah, maybe I need to go back and rewatch that or the original before the prequel yeah, comes out. It's interesting because it's one of those almost frame for frame remakes, kind of like oh, the Psycho, okay. except with a few different things. I thought uh, adding Mia Farrow to the cast was interesting because she brings over that residual creepiness from Rosemary's Baby. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll see. Are there any horror movies that you love that people generally don't like? Yes. I am known, especially through my blog, as a defender of Exorcist to the Heretic. <laughs> <laughs> I've never I've never seen it. Why do people not like it? Oh, they they have reason not to like it because it's kind of this very confusing, muddled mess. The story is just way out there. The 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 Demonology and the religious angle is all over the place. It's kind of this this weird fever dream that doesn't have much of a plot. There's some ridiculous lines. You know, it feels like a movie that just kind of spun out of control, and by the end, people didn't know what they had. <laughs> I love it. First of all, because it's crazy, right? It's it's one of those movies that you sit down with a friend, and you, I, I watched it with one of my best friends, and we just laughing we were like our jaws were dropping. just like what what the hell is going on what is this <laughs> um and by the end we were just giddy and we were having a great time making fun of this movie but it's also it has some really beautiful imagery it has some you know fascinating theological ideas that kind of run counter to the original movie so that's 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 interesting too um yeah, and it's just, it's a movie that I will always defend. <laughs> awesome. I love that. If you could remake one horror movie, which one would it be? Good question. I'm going to go back to The Omen for a second. So this is kind of a strange answer, but The Omen 2 is a pretty good movie. It, it, it centers around Damien, the Antichrist, around when he was sort of a I guess I want to say tween, early teen. He's maybe like 14 years, 13 years old, 14 years old. And there was just, there was only just enough there of kind of his, his inner conflict as to, you know, okay, I'm going to grow up to become this monster, this atrocious monster, but I don't know how, I don't know why these things are happening around me. Essentially, as you, as you, as you watch him, he's, he seems like a good kid. He seems like someone who would be a good kid. He doesn't know who or why he is, but they didn't give us enough of that inner conflict, uh, of that whole inner journey. So if I, if, we're, if I could do that, I would want to redo it and kind of work that more into the script and just get a kind of a fascinating character study with people dying by accidents and crows pecking people's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be really interesting. I would love to see that. Yeah, I definitely yeah. don't know enough about the Omen movies, so that's a blind spot yeah. for me. <laughs> So my last question is, horror means something different to everyone. What is your personal definition of horror? Yeah, that's a good question. I know a lot of people, especially when it comes around movies, who say, well, such and such a thing isn't really horror because it doesn't have blood or guts or it doesn't have this or it doesn't have that. And it's the kind of thing where like, okay, the 1930s Frankenstein might not scare you, but you can't say it's not a horror movie. So... Yeah, I would say horror really is 
that touches upon, you know, kind of hidden, hidden conflicts, hidden mysteries, it should terrify you or should kind of open up a world to you that's just, you know, it should open up mysteries to you. It should open up that thought that something is out there that is not explained, could be dangerous. And yeah, that's that's kind of what I have on that definition of horror. Awesome. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being here. Do you want to tell everyone where they can find you and Chiller Pop online? Sure. The blog is at chillerpop.com. And I, you can find me on Twitter, again, Chiller Pop, at Chiller Pop. And that's probably the best place to find me for right now. So Awesome. Well, I can't wait to see where Chiller Pop goes next year. And thank you for being here again. All right. Well, thank you so much, Allison. That's it for this week's episode of Who's There. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Alex. And thanks again to Alex for coming on. I'll leave links to where you can check out Chiller Pop in the show notes. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Who's There PC. Don't forget to check out our Patreon. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, horror movie recommendations, or you'd like to be a guest, shoot us an email at Who's There PC at gmail.com. Until next time, stay scary and never ask Who's There.